On the next episode of Meatheads, we'll be talking nightmare training clients, the top five ways fitness professionals spend their downtime, and a really good way to use Gunawage's outdoor gym. Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. It is May and it is beautiful out. Welcome to Meatheads. My name is Mark Lalone. I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague in the training business, Total Fitness CEO, Derek DeLille. Derek, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic today. How about yourself? I am doing amazing. The weather is nice, not too hot, not too cold. It is, it, is, it is a beautiful day and my mood reflects that. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to get started with you today because we are going to have some fun. We are going to be talking about nightmare training clients. So we're going to get some badly needed catharsis off our chests. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Gunawage's Outdoor Gym, that outdoor fitness facility uh, over by the river. And uh, we're going to be talking about the best ways we enjoy spending our downtime. So... Without further ado, we're going to get into it. Derek, it's, uh, it's always fun to complain in our work. Mm -hmm. um, nobody really like, wants to hear it except other trainers. So this is our chance to kvetch. All right. Where so, do we start? Well, where do we start? <laughs> nightmare clients. So I have, I have some nightmare clients of my own. I thought we could go back and forth mm -hmm. and compare notes as to who might be the worst. So why don't you start? All right, the one that comes on top of my head, it's uh, it's 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 a client that thinks you're the only that he's the only client or they're the only client that you have. So there's sometimes when they come in and say their 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 schedule appointment is at five o'clock. Let's just randomly say a number at five. They'll sometimes be like, "Hey, Derek, can I come in at twelve today?" You know, or Derek, can you switch up some clients so I can come in tomorrow and they can take my spot? And in the beginning of the time, I tried to, I tried to make everybody happy. But at the end of the day, I start realizing, you know, you're on the same set of schedule for the last couple of years. I can't just start switching everybody out or have you come in on my workout time or my lunch hour time. So it was always one of those things where they wouldn't come in, but then they'll be like, Hey Derek, I'm going to come in tomorrow. I'm like, well, I'm kind of busy tomorrow. Okay. How about uh, a Sunday morning? You need me a program. I want to do something on Sunday. I'm like, I'm on the gym Sundays. Oh, come in for me. Just a, just an hour, just an hour. I'm like, sorry. And right. before I'd always want to, you know, please the client, please the customer. It's always, it, it's business. You I, know? I think that's a trainer thing because we, we do want to make our clients happy. Mm -hmm. We want to please them. We want to accommodate them and we want to be there for them in their journey. But sometimes it's a challenge. It, it really is. Like I remember one time, like they, there's so many instances where say noon, I'm having my lunch and I, I do fasting, right? So my, my first meal of the day is, is at 12 o'clock. So I'm looking for, for, for that meal. And then this client would have to come in at two o'clock, let's say. So I've got time to, you know, eat, digest, relax. Derek, I'm in a rush. Can I be there in five minutes? I'm like, and at that time, I'm like, okay, okay, we'll come in. We'll do a quick workout. I'll eat at one. But then I'm like, wait a minute, I have a client at one. And then I have a client at two, which he just canceled. So I had to bring somebody else from later to come in earlier. And then I realized I didn't even eat yet. And you can only eat so many protein bars and, 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 and protein shakes before you just need a real meal and you need your time. And I think that caused a lot of burnout for me. So now it's like your schedule's at two, you're at three, you're at four, keep it, you miss it. Unfortunately, you miss it. I would argue that that is one of the biggest challenges for a trainer. I'm in this exact same boat. It's really hard for me to say no to people. 
And as a result in the past, I have run myself ragged being there for my clients. So I'm like, if I'm not at my best for my clients, how are they getting the best out of me? Mm -hmm. And we're both being cheated. So I've learned, and it's been hard to stand up for myself a little bit more to say, nope, these are my boundaries. These are my parameters. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I don't work Sundays. You know, I have mm -hmm. to have a day off a week too. I work six days a week. That's plenty of days yeah. to be working. Mm -hmm. And whilst I appreciate my clients need to get their workout in, the only time I ever offer a Sunday opportunity is when you, that client would come join me in my workout and that's it mm -hmm. because I have the hour. I'll monetize my hour by training with the client, but I'm not going to do more than that because that's my time. Cause see, sometimes because I, I train people locally, if I'm there on a Sunday morning training somebody at eight o'clock and I'm not really supposed to be there, you can have somebody drive by. I'm like, Hey, Derek's there. Maybe he can train me. So I don't have to come in tomorrow. And all of a sudden I have people come in the door. Hey, Derek, you're open. I didn't know you trained on Sundays. I'm like, ah. right so now it's like, I got to park in the back or just be like, you know what? No. I gotta hide my it, car. It feels like that sometimes. I, I'm sure. Kanawage is is a is a small community and mm -hmm. people recognize people's cars and they 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 I, I'm sure that your clients would try to take advantage of that. I have no <laughs> doubt. I have no mm -hmm. doubt. I have a I've had a client just like that, except that he's he's an older gentleman, super nice guy. And I have a ton of empathy for him because he's racked with anxiety. He's a wonderful person. He's a great person. Problem is, he's never on time if he shows up at all. And if he doesn't, he's very apologetic about it, but he never lets me know in advance. Mm -hmm. So I will, you know, his his times are in the afternoon. So I pick up my son every day at 3.30. Uh, this client usually has a four o'clock appointment. So I pick up my son and I race home, get my studio ready, and I get ready to welcome the client. Well, he doesn't usually, if he has a four o'clock appointment, I guarantee he won't walk in the door before 4.10, he and he has half an hour booked. Mm. So by the time he gets in, not only will he arrive, but he will take his time getting into the studio and getting ready and then ask at the end, you know, well, why did we have to rush through it? And I said, well, because I have to leave at 4.30 and this is your time and this is the time you have. And mm -hmm. otherwise I have to leave and, and do other things in my life. And so I appreciate his dedication to getting his work done, but oftentimes it feels like it's a social call for me, for him. So he shows up and he chats, he chats and he chats some more and he asks me what's new in my life and this and that. And I'm like, you know, what would be great curls, squats, hop on the rowing machine. Let's go. We have like 18 minutes and we don't have time to chat. Mm -hmm. So that is, that is a source of some consternation for me because every time now when his time rolls around. He's Tuesdays and Fridays at four o'clock. Now when his time rolls around, I start to get a little bit of anxiety wondering if this is the day he'll show up on time. And it never is. Mm -hmm. And, and so, and, and, you know, I have to preface all this by saying how much I like him personally, which is why I continue to train him. Exactly. And I find that's, that's a lot of the times that's why we do it for, we like, we, we like these people. They're either associates on the outside of the gym or you just like hanging out with them. But then you're like, you know, you got to respect my time too. Yeah, this is a work relationship. It's a relationship, but it's a work relationship. So get in, get your work done mm -hmm. and we can chat afterwards. I, I love him, but get in, get out and, and get on with your day. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about the gym it's, as well. Sometimes I think they don't think we have lives outside the gym. We live there. So we're just there to accommodate all their times. This one instance, same client, actually. I'm at the gym. His, uh, his class is at four o'clock, let's say. 
And he gets there. He messaged me. I said, okay, I'm, I'm running late. I'm, I'm, I'll be there at four o'clock for you. He's okay. No problem. I get a message. I think it was around 3.50. He goes, yeah, Derek, I've been here for about 10 minutes. Uh, I know you're running late, so I'm just going to call it a day. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm running around having to do urgent things, but I'm going to be there at four. Usually I'm there earlier to open up and, you know, get them sure, ready. But you are hustling. You are exactly. compressing your day. You're rushing through your stuff in order to get there for four o'clock. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I've been here for 10 minutes. Uh, I know you're running around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. So when I got to the gym, it was five to four. So I'm like, you weren't even here at your regular time. You're here way earlier. So it's sometimes they, they come up with excuses not to work out and they kind of put the blame on you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I get that feeling. And that I, I have that feeling with that mm -hmm. client once in a while, they, they're just looking for a reason to not get mm -hmm. it done. I'm just not in the mood today. <laughs> that's why they never say I'm not in the mood today. Nope. That's they, why every morning I'll message clients. Hey, we in today. And I wait for them to give me that, that muscle emoji. The muscle yeah. emoji. Yeah. So usually that means yes. I'm like, hey, cool. Let me get my, get the workout ready and everything. And I'll, and yeah. I'll get myself prepped and ready and, and exactly. have all the equipment ready for you to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very sympathetic to that. So I, I, you know, that reminds me of another client I had who was a 17 year old girl. She was graduating from high school and off to spend her summer in Egypt. So she's, it's quite warm. She's going to be in a bathing suit all summer. So her goal was to get in shape and, and in her words, get skinny mm -hmm. for Egypt. Now that should have been a red flag right off the bat. I want to get skinny for Egypt. That's not really a goal mm -hmm. that is realistic, especially in just a couple of months to trend, to, to change your body, yeah. you know, dramatically, which is what skinny would have been for that girl. I, I, we had, I had a discussion with her and I, I made her realize the importance of consistency and, and putting in good habits in order to continue those good habits to see the changes she wanted to see, because you're not making major changes in your body without a dedication to what you are training, uh, your output, and as well as what you're putting in your body with your input. So if your calories aren't controlled, if you're not very disciplined, you're just not going to make those changes. Even if you're at 17 years old and your body is at its most efficient that it's ever going to be. <laughs> I, I'm so jealous of teenagers right now. This client thought, I mean, effectively, like the problem was she had no work ethic. She had no, she had never worked hard in her life for anything. And so this was not something she was going to start working hard at. So we would do, just as an example, I remember distinctly a set of leg extensions, leg extensions. You are seated for leg <laughs> extensions. You are sitting down to exercise. This is almost as easy an exercise as it gets. But if you want to tone quads, it's, it's a nice one. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, I want her to feel like she's toned. We'll do some leg extensions. So she sits down, she does two leg extensions, stops and goes, can I stop now? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to say to that beyond, well, the, the point is for you to get tired a little bit. Like there's no way to do what you want to do without putting in the work. And she looked at me and immediately the, the thought went across both our faces where she's, I, I could just read her thoughts saying, I'm paying a personal trainer. I should get skinny. Like the act of hiring mm -hmm. a trainer would get her skinny somehow. Like it was, I'm just going to pay and, and, and fat's going to fall off my body. It's kind of like when you just pay for a special supplement that's going to melt off your body fat. They think it's magic. Right. You put the work into this it. This one cool trick that melts belly fat. <laughs> yeah, that one cool trick is called a caloric deficit and it's really great. It works every time. Yeah. It's been working for the last what, 100 years that people start exercising maybe, maybe longer. 
Yeah, and and there's really no other way to do it. Science has not yet created a magic pill, as we have so often said on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the reality is, if you're not putting in the work, if you don't have good habits, your yeah. body will not reflect what you want it to reflect. Period. Exactly. Point for now. Yeah. You know that may, brings me to a third nightmare client. I had a client wanted to lose weight. Okay, so this client, to his credit, to his credit. Started working out four times a week, hard, weight training, resistance, a lot of cardio, was doing very, very well in the gym. Great, really strong person. Like he could squat 440 pounds free. It was, it was <laughs> impressive. He was very, very strong, but he was on the heavy side and he wanted to lose weight. So mm-hmm. he asked me, how do I lose weight? What's the, I said, well, a couple of things. I said, we got to consider what you're, how, how you're training and what you're eating. Those two are the, there's just no way around those two things. So I asked him, okay. So I gave him an eating plan. He would said to me, okay, Mark, you know, every morning I get up and I eat a bagel for breakfast with cream cheese. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's the first place we got to start. Your breakfast has to have some protein and it has to be fewer calories and it has to be fewer carbohydrates, period. So I said, I would like you to replace your morning bagel with a protein shake. And I asked him, when I asked clients to make these changes, is this acceptable to you? He said, yeah, no problem. I can do that. Okay. Two months go by, we're training four times a week. He's doing really well in the gym, getting stronger. Numbers are going up across the board, but he's not losing weight. Looks at me, Mark, why am I not losing weight? And I'm like, okay, I'm happy to answer that question. What's going in your mouth these days? I said, tell me about your breakfasts. We would work out, he and I would work out at six o'clock in the morning and then he'd go home and eat. And I said, great. Are you starting your day with a protein shake? And he said, no, I'm hungrier than ever. So I have this, I start the day with two bagels instead of one. And I'm like, I just don't know what to say to that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you can't add calories and hope to lose weight. It doesn't work like that. Even if you're dropping off, if you're burning a thousand calories in an hour long workout, you know, and that's an intensive workout. If you're putting back 700 of simple carbohydrates, there is no balance there. Like, see, we can give as much advice, but it's what they do at home as well. Right. Like we have, like I have clients where, you know, Actually, one good example, he wanted to to do a five by five program. And I found this program, it was uh, based on Bill Starr and it's uh, three days a week, but they also have a very advanced version where it's five days a week. And he was a, he's a big guy, very strong, but just a big guy and maybe hundred pounds overweight. He had to lose a lot of weight. Right. And he goes, well, I just want to do strength, you know? And I'm like, okay, follow this three days a week. He goes, but there's an option on the program to do five days a week. I'm like, yeah, but you'll be squatting five sets of five five days a week at different percentages, but still a lot of squats. And that's a lot of body weight. It really, oh yeah, it really uh, is. If you're a hundred pounds overweight, asking like, that many back squats five mm-hmm. days a week, it's tough on the knees. It, it really is. And after I think two or three weeks, I, uh, he, he stopped coming for a while and he was, yeah, I'm going to burn myself out. And I, I hate to be the guy who says, I told you so, but that's pretty much what it, what it was. I told you so, you know, they, they want the results, but they want our advice, but they don't take our advice or they'll take our, our advice, but add what they saw on TikTok. Or add, or add with or Instagram saw, or yeah, or all these other <laughs> influencers. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, our clients being under the influence of influencers is a bit of an issue. Hey, I saw this thing on Facebook for 10 seconds. W- what do you have to say about that? I'm like, well, that counteracts three years of nutritional education that I have. So I wouldn't put any stock in any of that. Oh yeah. But I saw this on Facebook. Oh, you saw it on Facebook. Okay. Well, it's gotta be great. And you know what? It's such a, a big thing now that there's actually, um, I guess you can tell them top influencers or top trainers actually debunking all these people saying, you should be watching TikTok. And they, they actually 
talk like what we're saying, the calorie deficit, workout, uh, be progressive and not to follow all these TikTok people. Like like one, one of the bodybuilders, he's a trainer as well, who I follow a lot. He'll take the TikTok workout and, and break it down and tell you why it doesn't work. Why isn't it good? That one girl was doing banded goblet squats, but the band was through a, a plate and, and yeah, it was more difficult to get into it than the exercise itself. So I had my girls try it cause she brought it in. So hey, look what I found. So I'm like, Hey, let's give it a try. And it was the most idiotic exercise I think I've ever put somebody through. It was almost embarrassing to have them do it, but we did it for fun just to debunk this exercise. It's like, I don't really feel anything. I feel better with just lifting weights, you know? So there you go. There you, you go. Bands and, and all this funky stuff. There's a time and place for it, but. No, I mean, abandoned mm. squats are great. If you want to add a little engagement to your glutes while you're doing some goblet squats, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Wrap a bound or wrap a bound just above your knees and, and go to town. Yeah, exactly. But this one had a band through the hole and around her hips and it was just kind of crazy. Huh? It's a good, it's a fun addition to leg day. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and I know my clients do get a kick out of doing that, mm -hmm. but adding like the problem is when you have all these props and different things that people yeah. do on Facebook, they get distracted by the toys mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, why am I not using so many toys in my workout? You know, am exactly. I not getting a good workout? I'm like, you could stand in the corner, do 2000 squats without any toys at all. And that would be a great workout. Yeah. And so, see, for somebody like myself that knows the benefits of real exercise, I have no problem with that. But I find a lot of clients, they want to have that spicy workout, something different, something exciting to like talk about or take a gimmicks. picture of. Exactly. Yeah. One of the, the guys I follow online is, I mean, Paul Carter, and he said it best. He goes, you know, you can be on the same program for months at a time with, with minor changes and still make benefits. You don't have to change your workout all the time and add band chops and, and jump squats with your, just stick with the basics and you can, you can progress from there. Mm -hmm. I find that as you say, there's a certain comfort in my workout routine and I, and mm -hmm. I like it and I know it. And some days I'm really not in the mood to go in and do it, but I go in and do it anyway, you know, and grumble through the whole thing, but I get it done. And uh, that's... That's, and I know that I feel great after, which is why it's funny uh, that I had this discussion with this 17 year old, because mm -hmm. my daughter is now 17 and my daughter's to her credit, I'm going to brag on my kid for a minute. Her weight room habits are exemplary, like exemplary. She showed up at her, she's uh, starting at John Abbott next year. She's playing hockey on the hockey team. She showed up to her first testing day on, I think I want to say Saturday morning. And she very nearly set the personal record for bench press on her really, first day. Eh? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the John Abbott testing record is 150 for the bench press. And she banged out 145 on her first oh, day. Oh, wow. Very good. Yeah. So I was very pleased then. She's just seven. She's, she's just turned <laughs> 17 in January. And I, I'm very, very proud. Not so much of, of, of the accomplishment, but the habits that she the built in order to yeah. get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and she and I had a discussion this morning, as I said to her, I'm like, Hey, I want to compare you to another 17 year old I've trained in the past. Can you tell me exactly what your mindset is when you go in the gym? And she said to me words I have said to myself a million times over. So I'm very proud of that as well. And she said, I don't really have a mindset in there. I just love how I feel afterwards. That's so good. she pushes hard in order to feel great later. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? That's exactly how I go about my business to push myself hard for an hour. So that mm -hmm. over the other 23 hours of the day, I will feel amazing. Yeah, And that's all I can I hope to accomplish out of my workout. I, I don't know about you, but that's, that's what I hope to accomplish. Well, you know, I actually had a conversation with this with uh, one of my buddies yesterday. I asked him, why do you work out? I was feeling, I wasn't in the rut, but I was feeling a little bit stressed, even in my own workouts, because it's like, I was looking at uh, social media and I see the, the average guy, girl, you know, and they don't work out. They're just, 
they got the dad bod going on. They're having their beer by the barbecue or and a, and a barbecue by the pool. And they're, ha- and they're always smiling, having great fun and whatever. And I'm at the gym hungry. I'm like, I'm so hungry. I want to eat, but I can't overdo my carbs, but it's right there. I can eat the whole thing. So I started stressing about my nutrition. I started stressing about that. I eat too much carbs this weekend. Did I, am I a little bit too bloated? Did I get enough protein? Is my workout being proficient? So even though working out is healthy, sometimes it goes to the point where you're getting stressed out over it. And yeah, it can cause anxiety. It really does. Because I remember when I was dieting, at the end of the day, I'm trying to get 100 carbs. And I got 175, 150, which isn't crazy at my body weight. But I was like, oh, man, how am I going to burn these off? I, I kind of, I got to eat less tomorrow. And I started like right. overstressing it. Yeah, because you also feel the water that it retains. Yeah, especially the, the lower carbs. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man, the lower back. Don't get me started. <laughs> I hate being 45. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I had stiffness the other day when I woke up and I, I jumped in the hot tub for a minute. I, we just just bought a hot tub at home and uh, what a difference it has made. That actually is an excellent segue. (laughs) So we're going to move right along into our next topic, which is downtime. So we just discussed, you know, seeing other people around the barbecue holding a beer and we're in the gym grunting and and, and, Mm -hmm. and slaving away and, and, you know, monitoring what's going in our mouths. I mean, for me, I know that all weekend I just ate spinach and chicken. And then one night, like on, I think Sunday night, yeah, Sunday night I had half a smoked meat sandwich and uh, I will be darned if that grease didn't go right through me, Derek. Mm-hmm. It was not good. It mm-hmm. didn't end well and, I'm not, <laughs> and I was not happy about it. So I'm back to spinach and chicken and again yep. because I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. I, I don't really care about the food, how, but the taste going in, but darn it, man, I don't want to feel what I felt after that. <laughs> that was misery. So, you know. Getting old is is wonderful, although it's not necessarily old. Yesterday, give you an example. My I coach football in my downtime, which is one of the fun things I love to do, and I'll, I'll elaborate on that in a minute. But the point of my story is that yesterday uh, we had a flag football practice for my son's flag football team, which will be going to Boston and competing in a tournament at Harvard University at the end of June. So on this flag football team is about 10 kids, and most of whom play also for my son's peewee football team. So we had a flag practice from 3 to 4.30 yesterday afternoon at the field. Then we had an hour and a half break. And then we had our own peewee practice with full pads and contact at 6 o'clock. So we, the head coach of the team, I'm not the head coach, I'm one of the assistants, said, okay, we'll order some pizza for the boys. Well, so they're 12. They love pizza. Great. Mm-hmm. So they sat down on the field after their practice and had pizza. So this it was Little Caesars pizza, which as we know is mostly oil. And so... Lo and behold, 10 minutes into practice, out of the 10 boys who ate pizza for dinner, eight of which came to me in the first 20 minutes and said, my stomach doesn't feel good. I have to go either use the washroom, (laughs) thinking about throwing up. This doesn't feel good. This is awful. And so it's pretty clear at times the things that we put in our body Mm -hmm. are are pretty toxic, but you don't always get that immediate effect. No, no. So that's, they got it because they had been running around all afternoon and the carbohydrates and then all that. Grease everything the, the grease going right into yeah. the bloodstream so my son was the first one to like oh, i have to go to the washroom right now and then a couple others followed suit and then a couple of the others later oh it's sitting in my stomach so i guess the lesson is this don't eat little caesar's pizza before you go <laughs> running around in the heat downtime we've we're we're, we're discussing how we use our downtime today we're going to be discussing our top five ways of using our downtime I've already allowed, I've already touched on one, which is my favorite thing now these days is taking my aching bones and body and getting it into my hot tub and relaxing in there for 20 minutes with a book. Mm-hmm. There's no better way for me to reset my brain, forget some of the rest of the day and allow 
freedom in my mind to handle the rest of my day. Because these days I work from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. pretty much every night. So that, if I don't have that transition in the day, man, it is tough. Mm-hmm. I just have a, I just bought a house and it has a pool. So it's my first pool I've, I've had. So my downtime is usually when I'm done work around, well, now it's summertime, right? Now, right. obviously not in the winter, there's different ways I downtime, but now I just like to, and it's heated my, my pool. So it's not oh, like I nice. got to like shiver for, for a while. It's just like, you just walk in and you float around. The kids are still at school. So you're just like, this is my downtime. I can just float around in the sun when it's nice out. And I, it's not often I get that type of relaxation anywhere, especially when it's not hot outside, you know, you're inside and dealing with everything. So I just float. And, yeah. and then when, when my, my son comes home from school, he wants to play. I'm like, dad, he goes, why are you just floating around? You're old. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm relaxing. He goes, the pool is meant to have fun. So I'm like, all right, my relaxing's over. Relaxation Let's play. time I is grab over. The ball and start throwing around and stuff. I, I did the same thing yesterday. I don't know, but I don't know if you do this too when you float. But I, I, I make sure my ears are under the water so that it's, it's, it's like a sensory deprivation <laughs> tank. Mm-hmm. So I hear nothing except the water bubbling. I close my eyes so I see nothing. My brain is shut off and it is closed for business for 20 minutes, and it is so good for me. Mm-hmm. So good for me. So you you enjoy your pool. So that's number one for both of us is is getting in some water and yeah. decompressing for a few minutes. So I, I guess that shouldn't be too surprising. My second way of 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 downtiming is very. I, as soon as I thought of my hot tub, I thought of my barbecue. Mm. I barbecue on charcoal. I don't have a propane barbecue, and uh, I'm sort of a purist that way. I love the taste of meat over charcoal, and that is one of my. That's my number two way of using my downtime is barbecuing delicious meats on my grill. We had our top 10 meats a couple <laughs> weeks back, which got lots of reaction around the office uh, <laughs> and in other places. And so I get, you know, it, it, it's really, really fun for me to play with different cuts of meat and, and throw them on the barbecue. Now my son's getting into it too. So See, I like how you brought that up because I realized my downtime is I love to cook. I, I was never a cooker before, but then when I, you know, when I, when I got my divorce, I'm like, hey, well, I don't have a wife to cook for me anymore, so I got to learn how to cook. So I, I did the whole YouTube and I started uh, watching videos on how to make the perfect steak, how do you make the perfect this. So now on Sundays is when I usually do my big cooking and it's when I have the most time. You know, I love starting at noon and getting the potatoes ready and pre-boiling them and whatever I got to do. You know, this weekend it was like tomahawk steaks and lobster because they're an abundance on sale. I'm like, hey, picked up a couple lobsters and two tomahawk are you, are you steaks. Are me? Tomahawk steak mm, and lobsters? Like, oh, it was so good. Talk about living the high life, <laughs> you my know, man. Well, you know, every Sunday I'll, I like to do something good for everybody. And so I made two of those and it just came out perfect. It was just so good. It, it, it takes a long time to prepare and cook and whichever. And yeah. it, it was, that was my downtime. And that's when I eat it. I enjoy it. You know, the kids are like, hey, whatever. They don't really care for it too much. But I'm just like, hmm. This is I, good. I have a goal in life of cooking up a tomahawk steak on the barbecue with no children around, <laughs> taking it off and just eating it off the bone in you my know, hand. I did that. Like after it was all cooked, I, I took the bone off and I was joking around with the kids. I'm like, yeah, this is what we're, how we're going to be eating. Yeah, yeah. And I started gnawing on the bone and it's like, yeah, you just look like a barbarian. It's kind of cool. It's awesome. <laughs> I, that idea fills me with glee. Is that wrong? You know, but the, the thing with the kids, like they'll eat it, but they're like, oh, but I think it's undercooked. I'm like, you can't. You can't undercook a steak. No. No. And I, I even did it a little bit medium raw, I guess. It was nice and pink. It was really, really good. Pink on the inside is ideal. Yeah. But they're like, oh, dad, can you cook it a little longer? I'm like, for real? So I put it back on and I seared it a couple more times. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, that's enough. It's a little bit on the more pink than I want it to be. But 
Yeah, uh, a woman I dated many years ago uh, liked her steaks well done, so we broke up. <laughs> 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 because it was, I'm like, this will never work. Because no you, I'm like, we we have we don't have enough in common. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, like you, your, you like your steaks overcooked. That is wrong, and that's uh, that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, and that's not really why, but I like to think that it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's that's one of my that's I I really enjoy that. So like you say, I Sundays my favorite thing. I love doing that on Sundays in the fall. Maybe the barbecue. Maybe I'll do a big roast in the oven. But I like to spend my afternoon prepping it mm -hmm. with football on television because there's lots of downtime in between football to allow yourself to go back in the kitchen and cook and then and then just follow whatever football game you're watching on television. So my son and I like to do, well, my son will just sit and watch football and I will cook and watch football and, and nothing in the world makes me happier than that. So yeah, I'm very sympathetic, which brings me to my third way of using my downtime and that is coaching football. I don't know if you can tell, my voice is on the raspy side today mm -hmm. because the last four weeks or so I've been coaching football four nights a week. I coach two teams uh, in the West Island and um, one of which is my son's team. And it's, it is my happy place other than the gym. It is my absolute happy place. Like when I'm on the field, it is, it is a wonderful place to be. It's so much fun. It's not necessarily downtime mm -hmm. per se, but it is my spare time. Yeah. And I, I treasure it. I absolutely treasure it. If I didn't have this in my life, I'd, I'd be an un, a less happy person. So that's that's how I enjoy it. So three, what's your third, my friend? Uh, during COVID, I picked up a hobby. It's uh, RC cars. You know, the Our remote, remote con control yeah, cars. Like yes, the, sir. I got the the crawlers. I got the X Maxes. I got, and I don't know what it is. I, I thought it was kind of a, a, a nerdy, geeky thing to get into, but I got in it with the kids at first, and then they they they, they weren't into it as much as I was. But I'll take it. I'll go up in the mountains over here, just in town, and I'll, I'll go through the rocks, and I kind of like envision myself in it because I, I, yeah. I have a Wrangler myself. So I'm like, I'm not going to go crawling with my Jeep, but I'm going to take my little car and go go crawling with it. And it's just like, it, it, it's an escape. You're walking through the grass, the fields, whichever, and you're just kind of like in your own little zone doing your thing. That's awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it's kind of fun. And I don't know. RC cars, yeah, that's I, really cool. And what's weird about it, because I thought it was such like, oh, no one's going to do this. When I go in the bush and hide, I don't no one see me. All of a sudden, everybody out, out from the woodworks comes like, hey, Derek, I got one too. Let's go out. Hey, Derek, I got one too. Let's do this. I'm like, really? You're all nerds like me? You're all, <laughs> it's, it's funny how people hide their nerdy sides until they encounter other nerds who are passionate yeah. about the same nerdy things about which they are passionate. Yeah. And, and you know, there's there's so many other worse hobbies I could probably be doing. I'm like, hey, man, this is fun. Gets me out, it gets me out of the house, gets me under the sun and just... Enjoy myself. There really are worse habits to get into. And speaking of worse habits to get into, one of mine is uh, is Marvel movies. Mm. I adore Marvel movies. I love them so much that my son and I, every six months or so, as a project, a project, <laughs> air quotes around project, he and I restart the Marvel movies from scratch. So In, in order? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Iron Man. And then working all the way up to whatever is most recently available on streaming, which is uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And we we discuss it. And, and he is becoming a bit of a nerd in the same regard. So he can actually have high-level discussions about characters and story arcs. And my, Derek, it's so fun to share my nerdery with my son. <laughs> it's so much fun. And, and you know, we, we he and I went to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness mm -hmm. last week. And, you know, we had discussions about that on the way home. And what scene did you like best? And this and that. And I... You know, he's, it's so much fun to have those discussions with him at an age where I didn't anticipate being able to have these discussions. So 
I, you know, nice to know that my nerdery has rubbed off. Mm -hmm. So my son is into the Marvels as well, and he'll he'll do the same thing. And he'll if he knows we're going to watch Doctor Strange, which we we watch a couple of days prior, he'll watch all the movies leading up to it, I guess. And I'll watch it with him, and and we went to go watch it. But I find for me it was a little bit of a mind trip because I don't know Doctor Strange too well. I'm more into you know Spider Man and Iron Man, but the Doctor Strange it was just like a warped reality. I was watching. I'm like, oh my god, look at this! I might have a Brain aneurysm, just watching everything that's going on. <laughs> I am a huge fan. I was a huge fan of his comics, weirdly, because mm -hmm. uh, I was never a wizard magic guy. Mm -hmm. I always loved the heroes. Like you, Spider-Man was my guy. Love Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk are my two favorites. I don't know if it has anything to do with the vividness of their colors, but I, I love colors. But Doctor Strange, man, I had a soft spot for him because of the hair. <laughs> um, I always loved the the little the white sideburns. Yeah. I thought that was cool, and thought, you know what? Nobody looks like him in comics, so this is this is interesting to me. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, I remember seeing a, a Doctor Strange cartoon uh, on a few years back, and it was very. So there were aspects of it, like Marvel had started beta testing some of the aspects of of what they were going to do with the Doctor Strange movie, the live action movie. Uh, so some of the concepts were similar, and I remember just being fascinated, sitting there the whole time for an hour and a half, just my hand on my face going, this is awesome. And, and, you know, it was an hour and a half long cartoon and I was a 35 year old man. And I'm like, I'm watching cartoons. And this is great. <laughs> so, you know, I, 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 I get a huge kick out of Dr. Strange and I'm even getting a bigger kick out of how he fits into the larger Marvel right. universe as it currently stands. So those are, that's, that's my fourth one is, is Marvel movies. So you're up. Yeah, mine, it's, it's movies as well. Like sometimes I'll just go home, turn on Netflix or Disney, whatever streaming we have going on. And I don't really have anything where I'm like, I got to watch it. I'll just either do the random because it kind of chooses based on what I've yeah, watched in the past. And I'll just kind of watch it, you know, just to sit back and watch. A, it could be a, I don't know, a dumb movie, could sure. be, whichever it is. But I'll just watch the whole thing. It puts me into a different, just relaxing, just yeah. so I can lie on the couch, feet up, you know. And just zone off into this movie and just watch it till the end. What are you watching right now? Uh, what was the one I just saw? I think it was uh, The Sun 2. It was a, a mannequin that was possessed by the child that died previous years. <laughs> it's kind of a goofy movie. So sort of like child, like a horror movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like child's play, but with a mannequin instead of a... Kind of, but the mannequin doesn't really move. It gives you hints that it's been moving and the babysitter is getting, wow, that, that mannequin wasn't there just not two minutes ago. So it's like that eerie feeling. Right. Uh, the part one was pretty cool. And I saw part two. I'm like, well, I got to watch part two. Got to right? watch part two. Yeah. Cannot. And, you know, it's one of those movies where I could get up and do what I got to do. Yeah, because it's a it trashy like, horror movie. It's not a tough storyline to follow. Not at all. Scary thing happens. People are confused. More scary things happen. People yeah. are still confused. Yeah, so that's the one I think I watched just the other day. It, it was good. It was awesome. okay. You know, just awesome. random movies I like to watch. And it, it's always got to be on the, like a thriller, sci-fi, horror. You got you know? a favorite trashy horror movie? Oh, boy. There's so many of them. Like The ones I, I like is the Rob Zombie ones. The oh, yeah, ones. the new ones, sure. They're just kind of, I don't know if they're trashy. They're just freaky. They're just scary. Well, yeah, Rob Zombie stuff is is visually very striking. And yeah. maybe not narratively always coherent, mm -hmm. but always visually striking. That His Halloween, I didn't love, mm -hmm. but I like the look of it. Yeah. Makes sense? For me, yeah. For me, it was the uh, the Devil's Reject. And yes. the, um, uh, I forgot what was the one before that. There's, yeah, I think there's Devil's, Devil's Rejects Reject. wasn't bad. It was, it was good. It was, it was, it's, it's a tough watch. It's because I, when you look at those people, they look like somebody you could potentially meet up if you're in the country roads, back roads, whichever. So you kind of get that feeling like this could really happen if I'm trying yeah. someplace. No, I, you know? I remember that one. That or, was, I know that Michael was good. Myers would never 
chase you, but some other guy, they could kidnap you and do whatever. hundred <laughs> so. percent. My favorite one ever. And I, and I recommend this to everybody listening. It's like a 1982 movie. It's called the beast within. You can't watch the last half hour without covering your eyes. Really? I swear to my life, man. Like it says it on the, on the box. And my buddies and I were like, when we were teenagers, we were horror movie aficionados. We rent, like it, it was a point of pride to us that we had rented every movie in the horror movie section of the video store. For those who don't know, video stores are a place where you used to have to go to rent <laughs> movies. Now you just have them come to you. Mm -hmm. But we had rented every movie, and one of which was The Beast Within. Well, on the box, it said, you know, we challenge you to watch the last 30 minutes of this movie without covering your eyes. And my friend's like, that's nonsense. Nope. It is absolutely true, and it is terrifying. But it's trashy. I highly recommend The Beast Within. I'm going to have to that flick. down and check that out. Yeah, great flick. But it's old, so toughly, it's badly lit. <laughs> all, like all movies from the 70s and 80s were. Which makes it a little bit more creepier, I find. I 100%, yeah. especially um, the early Halloweens. The, they're so, like, mm. it's so somber yeah. that you're like, oh, something's going to happen. Mm. And that suspense is what is what makes it interesting, to my mind. Anyway, so my fifth thing that I really enjoy doing uh, with my downtime is taking my dogs on walks. So I have two dogs. I have a half- Pyrenees half St. Bernard puppy or puppy. She's like six now named bear. And I have an older half lab, half Newfie named diesel who just turned nine. And he's very energetic showing no signs of his age at this point, not even slowing down even a little bit. And, and, you know, I actually had a bit of a heartbreaking moment this morning because uh, we were, we had just put a, a deposit down on a St. Bernard puppy. And we found out that I got an email at about nine o'clock saying, unfortunately the puppy that you put a deposit down has has died has passed away so sad really was and so that sort of sent my day into a little bit of an emotional tailspin for a minute and i you know i, I got all but to that to that end i love dogs i love my dogs and i would love to have many dogs i got two right now and and walking them is how i decompress at night i take them for about an hour walk every night between i don't know i after football practice between say 8.45 to 10 o'clock. Come in the door, get in the shower and go to sleep. And that is every night for me. And the dogs love it. I love it. And it's good for my mental health. It's good for my physical health. And uh, it's good for them. We all get a kick out of it. That being said, one of the things I like to do while I'm walking them is play poker on my phone. That's my <laughs> bonus thing is I love playing online poker. I love it so much, but I'm terrible at it. I, I'm, I'm not a good poker player. I'd like to be better at it, but... I'm probably too aggressive. <laughs> it's a personality trait. So number five. Our downtime is uh, sometimes, not as often as I wish, but it's a uh, family game time. My son came home one day, my older son came home with a game uh, Jumanji. Oh, yeah, a, Jum a real Jumanji game. A real game. Jumanji game. So we played it and the things that you have to do, like one thing, actually it's, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's interactive. Yeah. So my son, he's 20, right? Mr. Cool and everything, right? So it's like <laughs> the, the card read, he has to slither on the floor like a snake. Okay. Because it's part of the- Yeah, uh, the action. So I started laughing because he didn't want to do it. I'm like, buddy, come on. It's your game and it's part this of the This was game. your idea, yeah. So he crawled around our living room floor and I don't know <laughs> what he had to do, but he had to do something. And I'm like, we're just dying laughing. <laughs> and then another one was, this was kind of funny because- this one, I think it was my girlfriend had to be a giraffe and she had to pick the fruit out of my hand as I stood on the chair. So I had to <laughs> have a fruit in my hand. Yep. Stand on the chair. Apple, banana, whichever I came across. And she had to reach up like a giraffe and 
bite it out of my hand. And bite it out of your hand. Yeah, like a giraffe we yeah. normally do. And it was part of the, the whole sequence of the game. If you can't, then we're going to be, so killer bees are going to swarm our area, whatever. Nobody wants killer bees. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then one was like, I got a card saying we're being attacked by bats. I got to run around the house screaming bats, bats out the front door and come back in. And it just makes you feel silly. Yep. But after a day of stress and reality, just being stupid and crazy was fun. You know, and we haven't laughed so hard in such a long time to see a bunch of adults and what kids are laughing, just crawling on the floor. Well, it's funny because often in life, we think that family bonds are created by big moments, graduations, Mm -hmm. births, deaths, marriages, this, that, the other thing. And I don't think that's the case. I think in reality, family bonds are built with small moments, Mm -hmm. thousands of little moments, just like that, where you can look back in 10 years Remember yeah. the time you slithered like a snake? See, and that's what we always talk about. That if I if I talk to his uh, to his mother, my ex wife, I'm like, yeah, we played this game a couple months ago. It's so funny, you know. And that's what we bring up. Not 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 not, seems, not what's he doing in school? Exactly, what's going you know? on? It's, it's, it's the, the little things, things that matter. Yeah, those are and and the little things go a long way. And then mm-hmm. I'm right there on board with you. I think that's uh, that's hugely important. Yeah, it's you know, it. I really I can't get enough of hanging out with my kids. The, the, the weather is nice. Something I like to do with my kids on occasion is my daughter is a weight room fanatic. So she and I will go over to a park around the, the corner from our house and we will um, just go do a, a CrossFit Murph workout. So we'll okay. do, we'll bring my, we'll bring my suspension cables. We do those with people for pull-ups. We'll do our push-ups, our air squats and our running. So um, we go and do, we do that. So which is really fun. But one thing we also like to do is go to an outdoor recreation park mm. and, and get our work done there. And Ganawage has a pretty good, with limitations, outdoor fitness park. And so, you know, I thought a fun segment to be this morning would be to discuss how best to use that outdoor fitness park. Now, again, there are benefits and there are drawbacks. And, uh, you know, we want to be fully transparent about all the things that go on there. I happen to think it's a great facility for several reasons, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, I remember doing a, a presentation there and uh, I think it was, a, a, it was created in 2014, I believe, or I could be wrong, it could be 2015, but me along with uh, some other trainers went out there and we demonstrated certain exercises that people could do on it. Uh, I think they had the CrossFit gym going up there showing the push-ups and the pull-ups and the kipping pull-ups. Um, I went there showing some body weight movements, uh, some sit-ups, some, some uh, bench push-ups. Another trainer was there, had bands on it, just to see what you can do. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a great, uh, outdoor gym for people that can, can do these exercises. But for some, I think it might be intimidating because I remember people saying, wow, we can't do pull-ups like that. We can't do push-ups like that. We can't, it's too much for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I, maybe not for beginners, but I think for people that, that do work out in general, it's a great place to go. And, uh, I believe there was even, um, uh, what do you call it? A QR code on one of the poles to, to, and you click on it, it tells you what exercise Show to do. Show some exercises. Yeah. I don't sure. know if, the, if it's still up and running like that. Um, I haven't been there. Like I'll walk by when I'm walking on the water and I don't know if it's been upkeeped in, in all these years or if anybody really uses it. I haven't really been there in the last three, four years. Well, last summer we filmed the video, uh, there, which you can see on our, it was a website and I highly recommend checking it out. At that time when we were filming, there was two different groups that had showed up and were working oh, wow. out two, two couples, uh, in their twenties. So young kids showing off, but they were doing great. So. Oh. Give them a ton of credit for showing up. And it was a hot day. It was yeah. like 35 degrees Celsius that day. And they were in there doing the work. And I was I was super impressed. One of the things I like doing over there, and and uh, to your point, it's it can be intimidating for beginners because mm-hmm. pull-ups are hard. 
pull-ups are tough. If you haven't done one before, like you go over and you're like, oh, I'm going to do a pull-up and you can't do one. And you're like, okay, well, there's not much of a workout there. I guess I'll leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big believer in, in, in modifying some of those things with simple sort of pieces of equipment that are pretty handy and, and you're familiar with as well. Uh, you know, having been in your facility a bunch of times, resistance bands and suspension mm-hmm. cables. Right. I love them. And, and because they have those high posts that you can wrap things around, you can mm-hmm. do, you know, you can do wood chops, you can do, you know, you know, do uh, suspension cable pull-ups, which are a lot easier to do than regular pull-ups. Yep. You can do suspension cable push-ups. If you have a place to put your suspension cables, anything is possible, but adding bands to it can give you an integral workout. Mm-hmm. You know, if you happen to go nuts and bring a couple of pairs of dumbbells with you, well, Bob's your uncle, man. The sky's the limit <laughs> over there. I would argue the one small issue I have is that I don't do abdominal stuff in the actual area. I move my abdominal exercises off of the sandy wood chip pit mm-hmm. that is delineated by by rails. And I move it onto the grass because the grass is way easier to do a plank on, on your arms, for instance, it's easier on your, on your lower back. And if you're in a t-shirt, it's not quite as irritating to your skin. Yeah. So that is, that's the one drawback I find is that the, the, the wood chips and sand are, I mean, it's an outdoor fitness park. You don't have a lot of choices in the matter are, are tough on getting down on the ground. See, what I think that might've been a good opportunity for them to do was put like, um, a mid fence around it mm-hmm. that way animals don't go in there because i think a lot of people were complaining in the, after a while like oh well, what if cats go there and, and urinate or what if animals go there and stuff right. like this or what if it becomes just a hangout for yeah kids like kitty litter box or, oh, yeah, yeah stuff like that yeah and um like i said i haven't been there in such a long time so i don't know how, right. how it is but um i think uh, maybe if they had like some kind of fence around it right keep the animals out I mean, hey, not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that might might uh might prompt me to make a return visit at some point in the yeah. next couple of weeks I think I encourage a lot of people to 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 go because I remember in the beginning people were like oh it's gonna be a cat, a, a cat litter right and every I always has something negative to say about anything that we 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 try to do positive yeah but I did some workouts there when I was doing my boot camps we go out there yeah run up that little that little embankment yeah yeah, yeah run up there and and go do the jumping pull ups and the band poles and it, it was great yeah I, I actually love working outside um, the situation where it is sometimes behind someone's house and in, in front of the the pizza parlor or it's the a pizza lot, place there's a lot there's, it, it's not super private mm-hmm. but I I actually appreciate the, the mature trees around it if yes. on on hot days it does provide a lot of shade mm-hmm. which is really nice because when you're working out in the plain sun we are experiencing a situation where you're going to lose a lot of water off your body. Like exercising is normally tough on the water in your body. Doing it in the sun is a recipe for heat stroke, Mm -hmm. especially if you are not taking time to doubly hydrate because most people don't hydrate enough anyway, uh, let alone do it double. So, you know, I, I highly recommend that if you have the opportunity and you're in the community, you should get out, have a look at it and see if it works for you. I, I, I think highly of the place and, you know, Mm -hmm. even with the stuff it just has without any bands, you can get in and give yourself a great workout if you are determined. Yeah. It's, it's all about how you, how you approach it. If you look at it, it's like, I can't do this. You're not going to want to do it. But if you're like, Hey, how can I do it? Cause they have these, these dip bars where you can hang under it and do inverted Yeah. Rows. You can do cage pull-ups. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, so absolutely. there's always something you can do. It, it's, it's, yeah. it's all a matter of how bad you want it. Well, that's it. And you can even adjust your feet to make those cage yep. pull-ups easier or harder on your body, depending on how strong you are. So as you say, if you are determined where there's a will, there's, there's a way. way. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where mindset is everything and you know i can't think of a better way to end meatheads 
uh, on this beautiful May day. So Derek, it's been a pleasure as always. Derek DeLille, the CEO of Total Fitness right here in Gunnawage, which is an absolutely fantastic solution for all your fitness needs. My name is Mark Lalone, and this has been Meatheads. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Meatheads, and please, please check out our other podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Google, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out the front page, profiles, and the beating table. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your DWSA and its employees.